G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. G'day and welcome to today's Wednesday Tech Talk. Coming to you a little bit late, but at least on the right day. So today we're going to be talking about organic carbon and the role that that plays in your cropping system. And um, basically it was just something I was thinking about the other day. Um, Got a whole heap of soil tests back and just looking at those numbers And my place is quite a range. Most of my paddocks are sitting around that 0.8 to 1.2, 1.3. But I do have one paddock that is up at about 1.7% organic carbon. And because of that, it's um, it's actually been quite beneficial for me. We ran out of fertiliser going into that paddock. And um, because the organic carbon is that high, there's a lot of mineralisation there we've been able to get away with not actually putting any on and the, the crop still looks pretty good. So that's um, that's basically what, what got me thinking about this. And on top of that, there's a whole range of other benefits too with maintaining good levels of organic carbon. Let's go right back to the start and what is organic carbon? Well, organic carbon is anything that was really once alive that is now in the soil. So that includes any plant material. So, you know, uh, stubble on top that may have incorporated itself naturally into the soil, any roots that are, or dead roots, old roots that are in the soil breaking down, any soil biology that's there. So not just bacteria that live in the soil, but fungi, uh, yep, your hummus, humus, uh, and of course, charcoal as well. So burnt um, plant matter, your ash, that sort of stuff that's left behind. All of that goes into making up what is your organic carbon. And what does this organic carbon do for us? Well, it does a number of things. So for a start, carbon helps feed soil biology. So all those bacteria and fungi and all that sort of thing that we mentioned there for us earlier. And it also helps act as a bonding agent, holding the soil together prevents erosion, allows for water infiltration, increases your soil moisture holding capacity and it can also act as a source of nutrition. So as that organic matter uh, and organic carbon break down in the soil, you get more and more nutrition available to you as, as the nutrients from that organic matter becomes plant available. So for example, that paddock of mine, it's got about 1.7% organic carbon in it, which gives it an organic matter of around 3%. Uh, You'll always find your organic matter is higher than your organic carbon. Uh, I'm not sure which one they'll report on your your actual soil test, but there's just a simple multiplication factor that gives you the difference. And so because of that, there was a massive amount of mineralisation in that paddock. And so when I ran the... uh, calculations on it for how much uh, nitrogen it would need for a five-ton crop, my spreadsheet just threw out a figure of eight kilos of urea per hectare, whereas other areas of the farm, you know, I got things up to 200 kilos a hectare of urea, and I can guarantee you at today's prices, I definitely did not put out 200 kilos of urea. So that's that's one of the big benefits there. You can, if you boost your organic matter, you can reduce that fertilizer input for a while. But you do have to keep in mind that, you know, if you are reducing that fertilizer input, you are 
mining again, what's out of the soil. And so you, you've got to add back to that nitrogen pool there one way or the other, uh, whether that is through, you know, cover crops, uh, legume rotations, you know, you get a few fibres in there, get, get something else in there that just helps build up that nitrogen. And of course, so you're probably wondering, what is a good level of organic carbon to have in the soil? And for me, the, the higher, the better. Um, a lot of the places I worked in out west, you know, we're, we're dealing with, you know, 0.5 to, well, to about 0.8, that sort of thing. And, you know, the higher, the better. It was always what we're aiming for. If we got over 1%, I was absolutely cheering. Uh, I couldn't believe it when I came up here and, you know, found most of my soils were sitting around that 1.2 mark. I thought that was incredible. And the highest organic carbon I've ever seen on a soil test was about 5%, I think. And that was a soil test that someone had taken out of their lawn. So um, it's one of the limiting factors being in Australia. We, we don't really get those really high organic matters because um, we don't have that, that freeze-four cycle that they do over in the United States and that sort of thing where you, you hear fellas getting um, organic carbon readings up to like 10%, like just just some phenomenal amount. I remember a couple of fellas from uh, Iowa were telling me that at a crop comp. So now you're probably thinking, what can we be doing to increase our amount of organic carbon in the soil? And there's a few things. So the first and simplest is zero-till controlled traffic farming, or as controlled as you can be. Uh, a few of those uni students that were out at my place there a few weeks ago it would have seen that, you know, I'm as controlled as I can be for someone that relies fairly heavily on contractors. Um, but unfortunately, that's that's the way things work out. So, but the bigger one there is zero till. So maintain that plant matter. Uh, excessively working with your paddocks, uh, that will burn up your carbon, that will cause your carbon to disappear, along with, you know, opening up, you up to wind and uh, water erosion and all that sort of stuff. Another thing that you could do is um, stop burning your stubble. See, when you burn all that stubble, you lose all of that organic matter and all that organic carbon and all that ash up into the sky as a big smoke cloud. It just disappears. On top of that, you're burning all your nutrients. You've got a lot of nutrients that you'll be losing and sending up into the air. So if you're looking to burn your stubble because your planter won't get through it, maybe look at other options. Um, look at mulching. There are some mulches out there, stubble mulches that can go through and they do a cracking job. They're not cheap. Uh, I think when you're hiring them, they're probably around that 30, 40 bucks a hectare, which isn't cheap, but, you know, start doing the numbers on the nutrients that you're losing to the sky, uh, particularly today's fertiliser pricing. And, um, yeah, yeah, you might come round to the old mulcher pretty quickly. So there's, there's that. Uh, and then there's other things you can do like additional steps. So cover crops, green manuring, uh, so, you know, growing a crop, uh, you know, something that's fibrous, you know, oats, ryegrass, you know, a canola, maybe even a, a legume type thing, and then working that into the soil. So, because you're incorporating all that plant matter back into the soil, you, it is a net positive, you, you're not losing as much. And something that I'd like to try, I've, I don't think I've really seen it done, I have probably saw a picture somewhere on the internet at some stage, is maybe when you're green manuring, you know, have a Kelly chain or something set up 
um, or have some discs that really dig it in and then follow that with, you know, some chains or a, a roller type thing and maybe put some uh, more seed over the top, you know, whether that's a millet or a oat or whatever time of year you're doing it. And then you can spray that out and that will just help build up that bit of soil structure again there at the top and give you that cover. So, um, yeah, that might be something that you can do. But the simplest and most basic step, as I said, is just zero till. Keep your residues, don't burn your stubbles. And um, over time, you will slowly build up that organic matter. Anyway, that's it from me. This podcast is probably getting up to about 10 minutes long. So I'll just finish with a couple of shameless plugs. Uh, Started putting up YouTube videos again. Just done a bit of a winter crop update. You can see where my durum's at if you're interested. Also, we've had a couple of pigs. They're pretty cute. Um, So feel free to just search In The Paddock podcast on YouTube and you'll find them pretty well. Other than that, always Instagram, Facebook, always putting up pictures there. In fact, you can see that paddock that I was talking about earlier on either my Instagram or my Facebook. I've, I've got the NDVI images there comparing it to the rest of the farm. So head over to that and check it out. Just search in the paddock podcast and you'll find me no worries. Anyway, until next time, keep at it.